the Lupus Living Podcast. Today's episode, Are You an Active or a Passive Patient? everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Lupus Living Podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, your host. This is a podcast to help those of you living with lupus navigate the challenges that you face. This podcast is also to help the loved ones of those living with lupus understand what we go through while living with this disease. I say welcome and thank you for listening to the podcast. To get notifications for the latest episodes, be sure to click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash lupus living podcast and also on Instagram at the lupus living podcast. And be sure to follow our YouTube channel at the living, lupus living podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. I think the final part of winter is starting where I live. We went from having a high of 15 degrees Fahrenheit one day to five days later having a high of 70 degrees Fahrenheit. So that was within, you know, like I said, a few days. I'm so ready for warm weather and I think my joints are also. As far as winter goes, with my lupus symptoms, this one has not been as bad. Well, if you don't count the month that uh, I dealt with shingles, it wasn't so bad. And I also wanted to share with you about how you might be an inspiration to someone without knowing it. I have a friend that has been working half days for several months, and I didn't know why and didn't ask her. I'm one of those people that if you want me to know, then you'll tell me. Well, I recently had a chance to talk to her and she told me that she's dealing with the effects of long COVID. She was describing her symptoms, and it sounds like everything those of us with lupus deal with. I was smiling while she was telling me, telling me all of this, and I told her, I'm not smiling because it's funny. I'm smiling because I know exactly what you're dealing with. She told me, I knew you probably would. I thought about you when I was learning about all the things that I deal with. It seems like the fatigue is what is really getting her the most, and that's why she had to start working half days. She doesn't have the strength to work full days right now. She even mentioned how she can't exercise like she used to and how she gets the brain fog. And of course, I told her about lupus brain. I know all of my fellow loopies, those of you listening, know exactly what she is describing. And I told her about my podcast and how it might help her, you know, to encourage her if she listens. I told her it can get better, but it just takes time. I think I mentioned in another episode about a fitness person that I follow on Instagram. He has long COVID, and I could tell that he was getting frustrated because he wasn't getting back to his 100% old self as fast as he would like to. I saw a recent post from him where he said he's about at 80%, and I think he's feeling like he's failed. I mean, he has a lot going on in his life right now. He's dealing with the effects of an autoimmune thing going on, and then he, he, he and his wife, has had, they've had two children in like the last three years. Plus, he is running his own business. And like I told my friend, 
it takes time for your body to heal and it takes time for you to figure out what adjustments that you'll need to make so that your life can get to a better place. That kind of leads to our topic today. Are you an active or passive patient? Before we get started, I want to say being a passive patient is not something bad or negative. I'll explain how I went from being a passive patient to one that is not afraid to ask a lot of questions and do my own research and try different things. I grew up in southern Louisiana in the United States for those that are listening outside of the country. My grandmother was my primary caregiver and she did not believe in going to the doctor for anything. When I was a child, you didn't require, there weren't required physicals for us to go to like the kids do now. Now I remember going to the doctor maybe twice about my asthma when I was young. And I remember going to the dentist once. And when I became an adult, the only time I went to the doctor was for a sinus infection every now and then. Oh, and also to get a refill for my asthma inhaler. It was rare for me to go. And of course, that all changed a few years ago. When I used to go to the doctor those few times, I wanted to get in and out in a hurry because I had to take time off of work to go. And the longer I was there, the less I got paid and I needed every amount for my hours. I needed the money. So I wasn't thinking about telling the doctor how my asthma was getting worse every year. I didn't think about telling the emergency room doctors when I was going through all of that stuff about all of my symptoms that I had every time I visited right before I was diagnosed with lupus. I feel I was being passive in my medical care. One definition I found of passive describes how I was, and that is not acting to influence or change a situation, allowing other people to be in control. I was allowing the doctors to make the decisions, but I was not giving them the complete information for them to make a better or to form a better decision for what I needed for care. How many times have you gone to the doctor because something hurt, and let's say it's your back, it hurts. You, you tell your doctor, my back hurts in this spot. But you forget to tell your doctor that every time you feel the pain in your back, your chest hurts in a certain spot, which could be around your heart. The information that you left out could have alerted your doctor to something that's more serious. I recently had someone write me about their next doctor's visit. I recommend that they start writing down all of their symptoms, no matter how small and to let the doctor see the list. This person said, well, I have a family member going with me, so I think they're kind of relying on the family member to tell the doctor for them what's going on. No, I'm glad they have a family member that's going, but the family member won't be able to describe the pain that you have when certain things happen to you. None of my friends would have been able to tell the doctor of the level 10 pain or more that I was felt walking because my ankle was swollen. They definitely couldn't describe the level of fatigue that I was dealing with. It's great to have someone there to support you, but don't totally rely on that person to fill your doctor in on your complete health picture. What happens if that family member or friend can't come to visit with you? Maybe they have to work, or maybe they have their own appointments that they have to go to. This could be your opportunity to learn how to start taking control of your lupus. When I finally became active with my doctor visits, I felt like I'm on a team here. I wasn't being reactionary to my lupus. When my rheumatologist wanted to put me on methotrexate, 
I asked him if we could wait just a few more months for me to try and modify some more things in my life. You know what? I did start to feel better and I didn't need it. At that time, I was only four months into my diagnosis. I was still trying to figure out what in the world did I just go through and I was still trying to live like I did before lupus. That actually gave me the confidence to start talking to all of my doctors openly when I went to my visits. I even share with them when I'm feeling better and then what I've been doing to get to that point. Who knows? Maybe they can recommend what I did to another patient for them to try. Might help them out. Here's a little funny part about how I see my doctor visits now. I try to get as much as I can from the visit. I have my little card where I've written down all my questions and it could be about my medications or side effects that I think that I'm having to my medications or even when I'm struggling mentally. I started crying one time at my primary care physician visit and he was trying to console me. He had to remind me, "Uh, Gwen, you have lupus. You're doing way better than expected living with this. Can I just say I love my doctor because I cry several times when I go to my visits? This kind of interaction with him has made me realize how important it is to give him all of the, the details of what I'm going through in my life. Even my visit with my thyroid doctor, we talked about lifestyle changes that I made and how getting my thyroid levels to a healthy range helped me to feel way better. I didn't realize how bad I felt. Maybe you have an introverted personality. Believe it or not, I am an introvert. I have no problem being alone and finding things to do and enjoying myself. I do like people, but I like small gatherings. I like one-on-one interaction more. Becoming an active patient was something I still had to work on, even though it was one of the um, it was a one-on-one interaction. I used to feel like that I'm bothering my doctor, even though I was paying for this visit. I used to feel like I'm just wasting their time. What I have isn't that serious. I had to get rid of that kind of thinking. Now that was hard because for me, that's how I've lived my life for years. What steps can you take to become an active patient when it comes to your lupus care? First, realize you're not wasting the doctor's time. This is their job or you and your or your insurance or both is paying for this service. They're there to help you. The medical professionals that I've worked with seem to enjoy having a patient that engages with them because I think so often patients don't. They just don't talk about it. The second thing is there are no stupid questions. When you get your list of things to talk to your doctor about, there are no silly questions or symptoms, especially symptoms. You need to tell them what's going on. You never know. Something you thought was minor might help the doctor come up with the answer to help you. Number three, it's okay to disagree with your doctor. Now, this one is hard. If you disagree with your doctor, they could get mad and say, well, I don't want you to be my patient anymore. I was afraid of that. What if I make them mad? If you disagree with something your doctor recommends, tell them why. I told my doctor why I wanted to hold off on trying that particular medication and my concerns. Also, if you disagree, please do it respectfully. I am more prone to listen to someone who disagrees with me if they do it in a way that isn't degrading to my intelligence. So pretty much be nice when you disagree. It may feel scary trying to be assertive in your health care. My view of anyone working in the medical field is 
or was, don't question what they say because they have had all the schooling and the training, which is great. I want them to. And I respect that. But I'm the one that has to live in my body daily. And I know what it feels like. So respect your medical staff, but also let it be known what you feel and what your wishes are. Being a passive patient doesn't mean you're bad or you're weak or you don't care about your medical care. You've got a lot to deal with. It just means maybe it's time to take a few small steps to become more involved with the decisions about your treatment and what medications you're taking and what lifestyle changes that you're making. So which type of patient do you feel that you are right now? Passive, active, in between? I'd like to know. You can email me, gwen at thegwenalexander.com. You can also contact me through my website, thegwenalexander.com, and click the contact button and send me a message that way. You can also send a message through the Facebook and the Instagram page. Today's quote that I'd like to leave you with is from Sir William Osler. He created the first residency program for specialty training of physicians and he was the first to bring medical students out of the lecture hall for bedside clinical training. And that quote I'd like to leave you with is, The good physician treats disease. The great physician treats the patient who has the disease. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. The views of any guest on the podcast are their own. The host of the podcast is not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before you make any changes that may affect your health in any way.